1: and welcome in. This is a public affairs program shedding the light on the interests and issues and concerns of the greater Pittsburgh area. I'm your host Johnny Hartwell. Going to be talking the SBA, the Small Business Administration. We have Director uh, District Director Dr. Kelly Hunt. Good morning. Good to see you Good again. Good morning. One nice of to see
2: favorite, you. My favorite interviews. I love
1: the SBA. <laughs> Thank you. And Deputy District Director Angel Marshek. Good morning. Good morning. So how are you guys?
2: We are well. All right, We're so, happy to be here. Well, I'm,
1: I'm, I, I always love to have you guys in here because I love the fact that the, what the SBA does, a small business administration, because I love the, the idea of uh, entrepreneurship and coming up with your own business. And, mm-hmm. and if there was anything good that came out of the pandemic, people realized that they could work from home. That's and, right. and, and they could create their own business. It's, it's, it's easier. It's mm-hmm. not easy. Right. It's just, <laughs> easier. And so uh, I think the last time we talked, we were right smack dab in the middle of everything going crazy. But Mm -hmm. now things have settled down. Mm -hmm. Uh, So let's start here. The SBA, what Mm -hmm. exactly is the Small Business Administration and what exactly do you do and how does it affect Pittsburgh?
3: Sure. So the Small Business Administration is a federal agency that is here to help small businesses to start and to grow and to be successful. So we've got a lot of different resources here to help businesses to do that, as well as entrepreneurs. So we start, we work in all phases of the life cycle of a business, from people that have ideas, that just want to get their business started, to those businesses already operating, that want to grow. We can help them in any any stage that they're in.
1: All right, so what exactly do you do?
3: So um, we are, uh, the, the Pittsburgh District Office, manages the programs of the SBA in Western Pennsylvania. So we oversee all of the SBA resources in the 27 counties in Western Pennsylvania. So we help small businesses. We do provide some counseling, but most of that is done through our resource partners. We provide a lot of training classes. So we are doing that on government contracting and financing programs things like that. We also work with lenders. So we work directly with lenders that offer SBA loans. We work with businesses that want to get involved in government contracting. We help them to do that. So we're doing those types of things in the 27 counties of Western Pennsylvania.
1: Now, I'm going to get some I'm going to have I have a lot of questions about your particular programs. Mm-hmm. But when when somebody says a government agency, people <laughs> immediately think it's partisan. But you've worked for with with and for many administrations,
3: that that is correct. We are not political appointees here in Pittsburgh. We are we are career employees, so we are working no matter who's in the White House. And one good thing about small businesses that usually both sides of the aisle are very supportive of small businesses. So we're getting support from Washington D.C. regardless of who who is there, who the president is. We're still supporting the small businesses.
1: Now, is is there some sort? Of of political alignment uh, from a state point of view,
3: um, well, in in our our agency, we do report to a political appointee, but not we don't have any state well, affiliation. I mean, here. You don't have no, a state affiliation. No. Okay,
1: Angel, what exactly do you do as a deputy director?
2: Well, um, this is a new position for me. I've been with the SBA five years now. My background is commercial lending in Western Pennsylvania and actually throughout the state of Pennsylvania. So I work very closely with our lending community who are um, either already offering SBA loans or who are looking to become SBA lenders. And we um, have a lot of interest now that those lenders have used our PPP program during COVID and coming on board and we are onboarding a new bank as we speak, who was calling me in the hallway whenever <laughs> when we were walking in. So I work real closely with that community and then the small businesses looking for financing so that we can point them to the right programs that make sense for them.
1: One misconception about the SBA is people assume you give out grants. You were shaking your head. You knew where exactly <laughs> where I was going, and you help people with loans.
2: We we do there, and we do not make direct loans. So this has been an anomaly through COVID, where the SBA has made direct loans. Historically, our traditional um, programs that we offered before and we still offer. Um, are made through a third-party intermediary, whether they are a CDFI um, nonprofit lender, okay, or a local bank credit union. Um, we don't supply direct loans, and no, there are no grants. Um, there is a website called Grants.gov that, if there are grants available, usually they are very, very specific. Um, and they're not um, large dollar grants, but the SBA really is provides loans to small businesses.
1: We're talking with a couple of representatives from the uh, Small Business Administration, Dr. Kelly Hunt, and Angel Marshick. Um, so let's uh, let me ask you about as far as the SBA you have this week is very special to you. You That's have something right. going on. What exactly is it?
3: So the first week of May, May first through the seventh, Uh, The first week of May every year, we celebrate National Small Business Week. This year, it's really special. We have a few winners. We actually... um look at businesses in our district, and some of them, you know, put in applications to actually be awarded um, National Small Business Person of the Year, Veteran-Owned Small Business of the Year. And this year we have those two of those winners here in southwestern Pennsylvania that we'll be celebrating that week.
1: Okay. All right. So um, if somebody is looking to create their own business, and, and SBA helps you with that. You, you help, you kind of guide them. That's you correct. You, you yeah. hold their hand. So if somebody is interested in creating their own business and they're listening to us um, today, what is mm-hmm. the first step? Obviously to contact you, but then what? What happens?
3: Well, the first thing that they want to do is get some free counseling. And the SBA does do that through our resource partners. Those are our small business development centers our SCORE chapters, our Women's Business Centers, and our Veteran Business Opportunity Centers. So they can go into these locations or even now virtually receive free one-on-one counseling on how to start that business. We're going to help them to get the resources they need to put together a business plan that they'll need, especially if they're going to be wanting some funding for this business. But we'll help them to, you know, look at the different things that they're going to need to consider, like licensing and and different aspects of starting a business. But we're going to help them to do that.
1: What is the toughest um, question that you get when somebody comes in? Is it um, maybe something that, you know, they don't... Like, if I was starting a business, I really don't know my startup costs. Mm-hmm. Do you help somebody start mm-hmm. at that basic level? Sure.
3: Sure. We help them to put together financials. We even help with financial projections, you know, so somebody can look at how much is it going to start cost to start the business, and then when are they going to see a profit in starting that business? Usually, though, the biggest question that we get when we're talking to an entrepreneur is, what kind of business should I start? Well, you know, it's not necessarily something we can help you to answer. You know, we really want people to look at what their skills are and what are their interests or passions and come up with a business idea that works really well for them.
1: Now, passion doesn't necessarily mean a successful business, does it?
3: Well, no, but it is does help in making a successful business you know you want to be passionate about what you're doing you can be passionate about a hobby and we know hobbies don't necessarily make money and the goal of a business is to make money i was so. going to say couldn't, <laughs> couldn't the
1: passion be is making money yes yes. you come up with an idea yes. um and, and then uh, what's the next step after you uh, do you help them with a business plan
3: Right. So through our resource partners, the ones I mentioned earlier, we do help them to get that business plan together. And then we're going to help them to look at, like I said, what kind of other assistance they're going to need, certifications, licensing, you know, uh, they're going to need to find an accountant or somebody to help them to determine what kind of business to set up. Are they going to be an LLC or a sole proprietor or an S-corp? We're gonna help them to gather all that information so that they can make really good decisions on how to structure their business. And so we're gonna help them through that entire process. Even after businesses are already started, we're still here to provide that counseling to help them to grow that business. Sometimes that means changing how a business is structured. Sometimes that means they want to export products outside of the United States or get into government contracting. You know, we're going to be with them the whole way through uh, with their business.
1: Now, correct me if I'm wrong. It's really starting to sound like starting a business isn't real easy. That it, uh, it can be very difficult.
3: Well, it. I. I don't know if I would say difficult, um, but it could. It, it takes a lot of commitment. So, you know, a lot of people I've heard people say, well, you know, I want to start my own business so that I don't have to work that much or that I can only work, you know, four hours a day. Well, that's not usually the kind of (laughs) um, uh, the kind of time commitment it takes to start a business. Right. It's it really does take a commitment. And people tell me, well, you know, I don't want to do a business plan. That takes too much time and things like that. And I tell them, well, if you can't put the time into the business plan, then you're probably not going to put as much time into the business either. So we really want people to understand that, no, it's not going to be easy. It is going to take some dedication, some work from you, a commitment from you to get this business up and running. But the reward is great when you do that, you know, so you want to put that time in, you want to do the research, you want to have the financials, you want to make sure that you're taking a calculated risk in starting that business.
1: All right, let me ask you a question, Angel. She, she mentioned the financials. When somebody is looking at to starting a, a new business and they need to get a loan, what are some questions that you get? And what are some of the difficulties people are facing when they're trying to get a loan?
2: Um, a lot of people have not prepared financially to start a business. They are looking for a hundred percent financing, which generally doesn't happen. You need, you know, the old adage, you need some skin in the game. Yeah. Um, for whatever we do um in life. And so uh oftentimes people are looking for a hundred percent financing, they're looking for grants as you know we mentioned earlier to start their business. And you know, as Kelly said, the business plan is really key to making people understand what it's going to cost. Because oftentimes, whenever you work through that, so many times you realize that maybe the idea you had isn't going to net you the kind of income that you want to live on, or you are used to living on with a a job that you currently have. So maybe you have to retool what you're thinking. So you know again always do i have to do it and then understanding also that you you don't have to even as a very small business be a jack of all trades you need that bank arm you need that trusted financial advisor that can help you make the right decisions i personally have never been a proponent of fly by the seat of your pants kind of um, business startups, you really need that guidance, and so our our, as Kelly said, all of our um, assistants, those small business development centers, can really help you. And that's what you know we're here to help you as well understand the numbers.
1: Well, if somebody is coming to the SBA, obviously they're not flying by the seat of their pants. They're making the proper first step. They're they're making sure that. You know they have a business plan that they're able to get the uh, startup costs and the business plan and everything in order. So you're helping them through that that initial process.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, so that they understand what's involved.
1: All right, I have plenty more questions. When we <laughs> take a break, we'll continue our conversation with uh, SBA representatives, uh, Dr. Kelly Hunt and Angel Marsick Coming up after the break.
0: It's the most fun you are going to have all year long. Hey, it's Bonnie Diver inviting you to join us at Recipe for Hope on July 9th to benefit Hairpiece Charities, helping women in the area to be able to purchase a wig when they're going through cancer treatment. We have 20 TV and radio celebrities that are going to wear aprons and serve great dishes, including Sally Wiggin, Gordon Lesh, David Highfield, Mike Fraser, and Johnny Hartwell, and so many more. Get tickets at hairpiece.org. That's hair, P-E-A-C-E.
2: At the American Lung Association, we're fighting for a day when we can all breathe easier. We're fighting for clear skies over every city and healthy lungs throughout the country. We're fighting to free millions of Americans from the addictive grip of tobacco and the devastating effects of lung disease. The American Lung Association isn't just fighting for air. We're fighting for all the things that make it worth breathing, and we can use your help. See what you can do at fightingforair.org.
0: What would you give for a child you loved? To make their wish come true. To help them fight a critical illness. Just imagine
4: what you'd do. You see, wishes are so powerful, and you can make them real. They can give a child back their childhood. Even change the way they feel. Every single one of us can make the stars align. Because when we come together, hope and
0: joy will shine. Wishes need stars like you. Visit make at
4: Wish.org.
1: And we're back. Thank you so much for listening to a public affairs show, shedding the light on the interests and issues and concerns of the greater Pittsburgh area. I'm your host, Johnny Hartwell. We're talking with Dr. Kelly Hunt and Angel Marsik of uh, SBA, the small business administration, Uh, a big week uh, this week starting today all the way through uh, May 7th. That's correct. All right. So what exactly uh, is the, the, the special week for the SBA?
3: So we have national small business week. This is the one week of the year that is set aside to honor our nation's small businesses, and so we'll be doing that here in Western Pennsylvania as well as across the country.
1: All right, Doctor Hunt, I, I got a question for you. Sure. Uh, we we talked about the you know the the basics of starting mm-hmm. a business, but you you start people. Uh, you also help people who have been in business for a, either a short period of time or maybe a long Mm -hmm. period of time and maybe are not seeing the income that they Mm -hmm. that they expected or need. Mm -hmm. If somebody is listening and said, hey, I'm not starting a business. I have a business, but I need help. What kind of assistance do you have?
3: We do have a lot of assistance for those people and especially coming out of the pandemic, right, because a lot of businesses had to pivot and do do things differently during the pandemic. And so a lot of them are coming out and seeing like now they need to have some growth. And so we are here to help during that. You know, we have different types of classes that people can take even online. If you you know, if you say, I can't commit to coming to a program, if you go to gov on our website. We have all kind of online learning tools for these businesses that they could take different kinds of classes. We have an Ascent program that is just for women entrepreneurs and business owners, as well as other ones for different types of businesses. And people can go on there and learn more about how to manage their business, how to make some changes in their business. And then we also offer that free one-on-one counseling to any business that wants it. So they could come in to one of our resource partners and get some one-on-one counseling and what we could do during those counseling sessions is look at how the business is doing now and we can start to help them to identify areas where the business can start to grow You know so that would be maybe like I'd mentioned government contracting exporting you know maybe uh, franchising maybe you know a second location different kinds of things that we can help them to identify and then how do they get there we can help them to make a plan on how to get to that growth how to make that growth happen
1: so whether it's somebody who's starting a business or somebody who is Mm -hmm. already having a business and need help I should have asked this earlier is there a cost is there something that they have to pay the SBA
3: so the SBA being a federal agency, we have no cost at all. Now, some of our resource partners for a training class might have a very small fee for registration, um, but like I said, those are extremely uh, low cost. But the the counseling piece is always free, whether you come directly to our office or through a resource partner completely free.
1: You mentioned the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Are those PPE loans, are they still available? Is there still any kind of relief available?
3: So the Paycheck Protection Program loans, those are all completed. Um, Most of those are already been forgiven. I believe we're over a 90% forgiveness rate already on that. We had two rounds of those, a PPP one and two. I was very successful here in in Western Pennsylvania to help our small businesses Currently, the only program that we have that is still open that fell under that COVID relief is our economic injury disaster loans. We call those the idle loans. Most people are already, you know, small businesses are already aware of those. If you had an idle loan and you did not receive an increase to that idle loan, you can still request that increase. For a short amount of time, we don't actually have an end date yet for that program, but it will end when we run out of funds. And so that time is, you know, coming. It's not right, you know, this week, but it is coming quickly. So... You know that program is still open to request an increase to a loan, but pretty much everything else that we had uh, for the pandemic, that was pandemic relief, has already ended.
1: All right, so let me ask you about uh, women entrepreneurs mm-hmm. or minorities or veterans. You mm-hmm. have you can assist all those uh, those people, and you Ab- encourage
3: that. Oh yes, absolutely, and especially now we have a lot of new resources that are really helping us to better meet the needs of what we call our underserved populations. And so you know service disabled veteran women minority owned businesses uh, we have a lot of programs especially for those that want to get into that government contracting field so you know we know that our U.S. government is the largest buyer of goods and services in the entire world So nobody spends more money buying stuff than the government. And they buy, like I said, products and services. So if you have something that the government would want to buy, and I mean everything from cupcakes to haircuts to widgets to IT support, they buy it all then you want to do business with the government. And especially in those uh, underserved communities, those minority businesses, we have special programs to help them to get into that arena. That's called our 8A program in government contracting. So we have that. We also have some loan programs that are really um, going to be geared more toward some of these underserved communities. Outreach programs that we do for this, so we have a lot that we're doing, and and always growing that area to really try to make sure our rural areas, our urban areas, that we are really saturating that area with resources.
1: I like cupcakes.
3: <laughs> Me too.
1: <laughs> All right, we only have a couple minutes left, so I'm interested. We're we're talking to um, uh, Angel Marshick and uh, Dr. Kelly Hunt from the SBA. Um, Angel, you 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 you're, you kind of focus in the loan department. What is your biggest What is your biggest challenge?
2: Um, getting people to um, provide everything that's needed to complete the loan application, and so a lot of times they think that if they um, give us a piece of the information that. Loans moving forward, and we really need a complete package in order to assist them to fund the loan. So we have loans um, that are designed for startups for people that don't have you know a long-standing history that are are um, being based on financial projections, and that's called our microloan program. And those aren't from um, lenders; they are from nonprofits that are sprinkled throughout our 27 counties, and they're a great place for a small business to start. And the bonus for a microloan applicant is that the SBA requires that that provider of the loan also provides them with free technical assistance. That could be setting up QuickBooks for their business, that could be helping them with a website, um, with a logo, with all these things that are costly for a small business, that if they get a microloan, that is a free service that comes along with it, that technical assistance. So that's a great place for
3: anyone to start, right? And those microloans are anywhere between five and $50,000. So a lot of smaller businesses can get started on on $50,000. So it's a great way to do it.
1: All right, we only have a couple of minutes left, Mm -hmm. Uh, Dr. Hunt. Uh, what is the what is the one thing you want people to know about the SBA? And if if somebody is interested, what's the process? How do sure. they contact you?
3: Uh, you know, our main takeaway here is that the SBA is here to help. If you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, we want to help you to make your business more successful, and so we are here. The best way to get a hold of us is on sba.gov. So on our on our website, there are. A wealth of resources there. But there's also a tab called local resources, and you can click on that. You can find my district office. We're listed on there as a the Pittsburgh district office. You can contact us. We are more than happy to talk to you. We'd love to help you to grow your business. All you need to do is get a hold of us.
1: Uh, District Director Dr. Kelly Hunt and Deputy District Director Angel Marshak, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to talk <laughs> thank to you, you guys. If you want more information, the website again is sba.gov. If you have any comments, concerns, or an idea for a future program, please email us from this radio station's website. I'm Johnny Hartwell. Thank you so much for listening. Talking COVID 19 facts with Dr. Mohamed Yassin of UPMC. Doctor, why is it important to continue to get vaccinated and boosted?
4: Well, there's nothing more important to prevent this disease and prevent the, the severe sequelae of the disease that we have better than the vaccine. The vaccine clearly reduced the mortality, clearly reduced the ICU admission being on ventilation, and even coming to the hospital. And again, it reduced to a good degree still the chance for getting infected. So why is it
1: important for eligible children to get vaccinated?
4: So, So this is actually a very tricky and important aspect. Although I'm not a pediatric infectious disease, I'm an adult physician, but in the meantime, we all recognize that even if children are not very sick, they are really a potent vector for spreading infections. So a child goes to school, or goes to somewhere, comes back with some infection. He or she may not be very sick, but they could spread the infection to their mother, father or elderly parents and so on. So we know that they are a big part of the transmission, even if their mortality or mobility is less than the elderly.
1: So where can Pennsylvanians go to find a vaccine or booster?
4: So the vaccine or booster is available almost everywhere. Most of the local pharmacists like uh, CVS or Giant Eagle in Pennsylvania, they carry the vaccine. The health care uh, facilities, the outpatient uh, clinics, as well as the uh, um, county health departments, almost all of them carry the vaccine by now. So in reality, we have the vaccine available for the public. You just have to make an appointment and go get it. And there's a lot of campaigns and a lot of places through churches and synagogues and and mosques and other religious facilities that they actually make a day or two as a clinic for people to encourage them to get vaccinated. Dr.
1: Mohammad Yasin of UPMC. Get additional information at vaccines.gov.
0: It's the most fun you are going to have all year long. Hey, it's Bonnie Diver inviting you to join us at Recipe for Hope on July 9th to benefit Peace Charities, helping women in the area to be able to purchase a wig when they're going through cancer treatment. We have 20 TV and radio celebrities that are going to wear aprons and serve great dishes, including Sally Wiggin, Gordon Lesch, David Highfield, Mike Fraser, and Johnny Hartwell, and so many more. Get tickets at HairPeace.org. That's hair, P-E-A-C-E.